Hello and welcome to Ode to Games. I'm Kevin Valine, joined alongside Logan Plant. How you doing, Logan? Happy four-year anniversary to Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. All right. <laughs> you, you, always, you come up with something new every time. I do. That I do not expect whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, four years ago, Smash Bros. was the same night as the Game Awards. And now here we are. Okay. We're going to talk about the Game Awards. Yeah, let's get into the Game Awards. Uh, unfor- unfortunately, I have horrible timing with this i'm at work while this happens so i was only able to catch glimpses of it uh with trailers and things on on twitter but it seems like a fair amount of stuff happened <laughs> yeah. uh yeah but let's get into some of these uh, some of these reveals that were there final fantasy 16 june 22nd 2023 i mean it looks good it looks flashy like uh the more recent final fantasies it, it uses a similar combat style uh, with that medieval uh, medieval setting that it's going for. Looks good. It looks like uh, the last couple Final Fantasies. What did you think? I Just really, for me, this one depends on how the combat feels, because I tried some of 15. The combat felt very auto-battle in a way I really didn't like. Uh, but then 7 Remake, we both love that combat system. So for me, it all hinges on that. If it's closer to kind of 7s and more kind of player interaction with the fighting, I think it'll be great. If it's like 15, it might be a pass for me. But yeah, I've seen enough of this game. They've shown so much of it. I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah. And nice June, we're getting a Final Fantasy every six months starting this month. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> we already don't have enough time for Crisis Core right now. I know. Where are we yeah. going to be at come wintertime when yeah. uh, the next part of 7 comes out? And yeah. Still trying to and, catch up on everything else. And then we're Dragon Quest also. I don't know if you saw the headline this week that said that we're getting news on Dragon Quest 3 soon. They HD I did see that. Remake. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm very excited about that game. Haven't and heard treasures out of out of those uh, couple of Dragon Quest titles that we saw. How many two years ago now? It was how like it I, I had just moved into this apartment. That was like April 2021. So almost we're getting close to two years ago that we heard about those. Not a peep. Not a peep yep, since then. Nothing. It would be nice to to hear something. But yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy uh, June 22nd from Software has got Armored Core Six Fires of Rubicon. Looks like a mech game. I mean, with a lot of these trailers, you get cinematics, and I'm not familiar with this series, so I don't know mm-hmm. exactly what to expect. Um, but it's this nice was like the big series before Dark Souls. Like that's what they were making. Like back in those days, before the Souls series took off. Uh, cool that they're returning to it. Uh, I'm surprised it's already coming next year. Like FromSoft makes games pretty dang quick. Like there's never really a long drought for them. Uh, which is pretty cool. But Jeff Keeley was like getting emotional when he was introducing this. He was oh, really? like, yeah, it was, it was a little funny. He was like <laughs> a studio that just pushes the boundaries every time they release a game. And he's like, and I'm just so lucky they were, they chose to share their game here. And he was like crying. And I'm like, all right. Oh, all right, Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff loves FromSoft. Yeah. But they did win game of the year this year too. That they did. It's the second game awards. They've won game of the year. Cause Sekiro won. Oh, that's right. What year was that? 18? No. 2019. 19? 19, yeah. 19. Yep. So what God of War was. Yeah, God of War was 18. Zelda was 17. Overwatch was 16. Witcher was 15. Dragon Age Inquisition was 14. Wow, how do you remember all these? We're getting Last Dragon Age Inquisition. was 20. And 21 was... Oh, God, it takes two. Oh, man. Oh, disgusting. They they yep. have uh, new merch. I saw that. <laughs> If someone, I talked to Zach tonight, and he said he was going to buy me the elephant for Christmas. If someone bought me the elephant, I would never talk to them again. Just straight up. 
communication is cut off. What if I buy you the elephant as a joke? Uh, I, I apologize, but I have to stick by <laughs> my original statement. Okay. Okay, fair enough. You can get me the shirt with the book, dude. I hate and I'll the just book, be dude. really incredibly annoyed. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want if you want merch, there you go. Hades 2 was announced. People love the original Hades. And uh, this one's going to be coming in early access first. Um, never played Hades, but I'm also not it. really super into roguelike. So, you know, it's I don't think it's my style of game. But it's cool for people that uh, that really like the first one. That game took off when it came out. Did I talk about the roguelite I've been playing on the show last week? I don't think I mentioned it. Last week? No, I, well, we I didn't have time last week. I bought Curse to Golf on sale oh, on the Black Friday yeah. shop. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is really good. I really, really like it. It's super cool. Uh, but I don't really play roguelites either. I, I played Hades <laughs> for a little bit and didn't get super into it. But yeah, yeah, people went nuts for that game. Yeah. Sequel looks cool. Yeah. Zach will be excited about this. Death Stranding 2 gets announced with um, another cinematic trailer. Always got to be a little bit cryptic with these things. Working title of DS2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's back. I mean, Hideo Kojima's been been hyping this up for a while. He's been doing the like the "Who am I?" The posters, "What am I?" things. He's been he's been hyping it up for a while. So it made sense that we'd be seeing it at the Game Awards, and here it is. Yeah, and Norman Reedus spoiled it a few months ago too, when he was like, "Oh, oh yeah, we're filming the sequel right now," and I was like, <laughs> "Oh no, it's not. <laughs> Norman." Yeah, he looks older. Sam Porter a older, is looking yeah. a lot older. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was a very Zach show. They had this. They had the Castlevania crossover with uh, Dead Cells, which looks really cool. They had Tekken and Street Fighter. There was a lot of Zach stuff yeah. in this Game Awards show. Too bad he's yeah not here to talk about it, but not I'm sure here. he's no. buying uh, buying the elephant for you as we speak. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> he's getting right on that. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk is getting its uh, its DLC, Phantom Liberty. We knew that already, but Idris Elba otherwise known as Knuckles, is going to be in this. <laughs> Best in known game. as Knuckles. Yeah. Yeah. Man, they're just breaking out the stars for Cyberpunk. Yeah, I'm surprised that you haven't gone back to try this one out because you, you and Are Zach you? both were so excited about it and then it was a broken disaster, but now it's a good game apparently and neither of you guys went back. Yeah. I mean, the bugs were, were bad, obviously. Yeah. And I had no intention of playing it while it was in that state. And then as I got further along and saw some of the things people were saying about it, it didn't really seem like the game that was initially talked about, which doesn't mean that the game itself is necessarily bad for the direction that it took. But I think it made me less interested in the game when I figured out the actual direction they were going for, rather than kind of that super open-ended RPG uh, as it morphed into kind of an action game instead. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if I'll go back to it or not. Hopefully, at the very least, this DLC will be functional on launch. Yeah, definitely. It's a next-gen only thing, so... Yeah, they yeah. smartly dropped last-gen. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be, that'll be coming out at some point. We've got Star Wars Jedi Survivor, March 17th release. Logan, oh, yeah. you love the first game. How hyped are you for this one? I am extremely hyped. It's kind of weird. I loved the first one. 
at back when I was still a Star Wars fan, and now I don't like Star Wars really. I'm such a jaded Star Wars fan. This is the only Star Wars thing I'm actively looking forward to anymore. But man, this sequel looks really, really cool. Really cool trailer. I'm hyped that this is a next gen only release. I think that that's exciting. Given that the first one was pretty half baked in a lot of technical ways on on yeah. PS4 and Xbox One, so I'm excited to see how this thing performs on on the the next gen hardware. I guess current gen hardware. We're over two years in, um, yeah. oh, but they showed some cool new combat stuff, like dual wielding lightsabers is cool, like using a, a stormtrooper as like a meat shield for other stormtroopers to shoot, and then you like force blast them out. So some cool changes in combat. Story looks cool because it's five years after the first one, so that'll be really interesting. Uh, they show some of the returning characters, some new mysteries they're setting up. I'm super excited, and it's really soon. It's three months away. Yeah, that's a, that's a day one for me. I'm I'm super hyped for that game. That first one was what your game of the year when it came out, right? Or one of them? Yeah, it was between that and Luigi's Mansion. I really love both of those games, but they're very different. Um, yeah, I think on the show I gave it to Luigi's Mansion because I hadn't finished Star Wars yet, and then I finished Star Wars in January, and I was like, yeah, that's okay. That's my pick. Swap back over. Yeah, mm-hmm. that'll happen. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's out on March 17th. More Zack stuff. Street Fighter Six releasing June 2nd. This is, is an insane stretch because Zach and I have talked about playing the Suicide Squad game, which also was in this and got a May release date. And which, sorry, month of May, I'm not playing anything, anything but Zelda. <laughs> something uh, something in, else in, is going to be happening. In the month of May. <laughs> and then Street Fighter is like a week after Suicide Squad. And then Final Fantasy is like two weeks after that. It's like, it's just a crazy, crazy summer we're lining up for. You got to pick and choose <laughs> both for your yeah. time and for your wallet. Yep. You have to And I want to play Street Fighter Six, but I know there's gonna be a championship edition in a year, and yeah. I know it's gonna be twenty bucks four months after it comes out, but I also know that all the casuals will have fallen off by the time the game is cheap. Yeah, that's... and it'll just you'll just get stomped if you go online. So yeah, it's it's a toss up. Yeah, and it it it's tough because if you're if you're an early adopter to fighting games, you just have to pay more. You have to pay Full for MSRP DLC. for the yeah. game on release. You have to pay for all the DLC characters and you know the season pass that they have or, or whatever. But then if you hop in like a year later and get that championship edition that's maybe been out for a couple of months already and has already dropped to 40 bucks, <laughs> that's a time to, yeah. to hop in. But then, like you said, yeah, the people who are still playing it are the people who have dedicated their lives in some way, shape, or form to that game over the past year or two. Yep, and you'll just get destroyed. But yeah, Street Fighter Six looks really cool. But it does so have the single player game. content. Yes. So it's, it's not like some fighting games where the online is basically what you have. It yeah. seems like here, even if you hop in a little bit later, maybe the online scene's a little bit too far gone, um, that you'll still have a, a sizable single player campaign to, to play through. Yeah. That's June 2nd. Mario movie was there with a new clip. I mean, this is actually the first full clip that we've seen, not just kind of a, a mishmash of different clips for these trailers. Uh, it shows Mario entering the Mushroom Kingdom and and going through the warp pipes and things. And it's Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's there some more. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, the the vibe of the area and, and kind of the little details that they put into the movie are all quite good. I think 
it still kind of stands that besides Chris Pratt, everything else looks really good. Yeah, he has the running animation that he has in 3D World where his like hands are tucked by his waist and, and, he, and he runs in, in that fashion, which is a cool touch. The clear pipes from 3D World too. I think the only thing that like feels just kind of like overdone to me is I feel like in a lot of adaptations, they the main character they can't have them know how to do anything yet. They have to learn through the first movie how to do things. Like the Uncharted movie, Nathan Drake, it was young Nate, and he had no experience and didn't know how to do anything and kept messing up. And a lot of the conflict and the issues they got into were kind of driven by Nate making a mistake and then and then the bad guys catching him or whatever. And then the Sonic, the first Sonic movie did that to some extent also. And then the Mario movie's like, oh, he doesn't know how to jump. He doesn't know how to get in the pipes. He's banging around while Toad's going through like a pro. And it's like, it's just a little bit tired to me. It's like, I feel like they could have written a story where Mario was just competent at the start instead of a fool. And it doesn't super bug me. It'll be fine. I just feel like in adaptations, that's kind of just what they always go for with the main character, if that makes sense. I think Illumination also wants to do more kind of just slapstick sort of yeah. Uh, yeah, humor and i think that it lends itself much more to that when you kind of have the 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 clumsy dolt as the uh as the main character at least mm-hmm. for the first movie i don't know what happens at, at the end of this movie and moving forward if they want to make more but i guess i feel like toad was going to be that like he can michael key yeah, as toad i thought that was what it was going to be i thought he was going to be some of the more like physical here more luigi is that too in the scenes we see him with bowser but yeah, just everything. I love everything except Mario. Like <laughs> Which I is love so what we saw. Unfortunate. <laughs> uh-huh. I love what we saw Peach in the second trailer, and 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 her defending her kingdom and working with Mario and Toad to rescue Luigi. I think Luigi looks funny. I like the Mario Kart scene. I like the Donkey Kong redesign. It just all looks great. And then it's like, ah, Mario just doesn't. It's the one thing I don't like. The one whose namesake is is in the title. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more. A lot more of that as, uh, as we get closer to the release date in just a couple of months. Coming out in the spring. Crazy that we're finally going to be able to actually see that movie. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Jeez. We've been talking about it, it for doesn't years. It just feel, doesn't it just feel like next year is packed? There's so much going on yep. in the first half of next year. It's just it's just crazy. Like, yep, there's a major busy. game every month that I want to play from January through June right now. And that's just crazy. Except April, but April has the Mario movie. So, well, there, yeah, yeah, That's basically uh-huh. a game, right? Yeah. <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. I know, Logan, you're really excited for this. Oh uh, yeah, we have. Oh yeah, uh, DLC. We had uh, Frozen Wilds for the original. We have uh, Burning Shores here. This is going to be PS5 only. So, people who played uh, Forbidden West on on PS4, sorry, PS5 only. No Which, DLC for you. Yeah. On the one hand, I get it. We're two years in now, so I, I think that now is is the time to be moving things over. But it, it seemed like Forbidden West ran pretty darn well. This oh, yeah. isn't like a cyberpunk situation where the game just could not function on last-gen hardware. Um, so a little bit surprising to me that they just completely omit uh, PS4 for this one, but... I just wonder I if that means they're, they... they're doing something that's more ambitious with maybe. this DLC, like a monster or something that they couldn't pull off with the old hardware. That'd be cool if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, are, the, are you uh, going to this? Probably not on launch, but uh, at some point, I think the monster, the the mech that they showed off at the at the end behind the Hollywood sign looked cool. And yeah. I think out of all the things in Horizon, 
just the big fights are always really fun. So I think I get some fun out of it, but I don't think it's a day one for me. I have so much else to play. Yeah. But at some point, I think I get around to it. Yeah. I don't so think that's... I will ever play a horizon game again. <laughs> no. I'm done. No. You're just gonna watch the the movie, the show? The show on Netflix? Is that where that one's going? I think so. I'm lost. Yeah. There's so many adaptations, they're all coming to different places. Twisted <laughs> Metal's going place. to Peacock. I haven't heard Peacock in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't think anybody really talks the about Knuckles that. The Knuckles show comes out next year. Where's that? Paramount Plus. Paramount. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't have any of these. Yeah. Oh, it's a pain to try and keep up with all these. Crash, uh, they were they were hinting at, uh, at stuff before the Game Awards, and we get a 4v4 uh, like a, arena-style uh fighter collectathon it looks like you know you've got four characters on each team and you're going along around collecting the wumpa fruit and you have to get them to the goal or just kind of a, a, a certain area you got to bring them there and you have to fight the the other people to get there i don't know it's a one minute trailer but yeah this game to me screams a mario strikers battle league scenario where this online community is going to be dead within the first two weeks i don't know there's just too many online games these days. I don't see people playing Crash Team Rumble when there's Rocket League or other things like that sitting right there. And it's always a concern if this is all that the game has. Like Strikers, yeah. there is no reason to go back because the only new additions were in the online. The online was basically that entire game. And if this is the same situation, that's just a hard sell. I think that if you can somehow, especially for a new, not necessarily new IP, but this is a new style of game from Crash. It's not like it's part yeah. of a running series from Crash to have some something to do besides the multiplayer in case that multiplayer does kind of flop to give people something to do. Because that is a little bit of a tough sell to have people be early adopters with the chance that it all just falls apart and no one's playing it in like a month. Yeah. I'm always a little bit apprehensive for those types of things. I got burned yeah. hard on Strikers, so I'm not I'm not doing it again. That game's still supposed to get a third free update before the end of this year. Oh my god. I didn't realize it was supposed to come out this year. Do you think Nintendo also forgot <laughs> about Strikers? It's gotta be next week because they were just they just did the Mario Kart this week. They did, they did the Switch Sports Golf last week. Uh, so I think it'll be this week. Yeah. Who's it gonna be? Who are the characters going to be? The I, I've, this I've forgotten who's been added. <laughs> they added Pauline, Diddy Kong, Shy Guy, and Daisy so far. Um, Birdo? Birdo's not in the base roster, right? Get get Birdo in there. Okay. Come on. Get Birdo in there. And uh, maybe Monty like... Mole. He is in the orange. He's in the OG. <laughs> Monty Mole. <laughs> Give me Monty Mole. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not in the OG. He's in charge, though. He's in charge. He's, he's one of the... Uh... One of the sidekicks. Maybe Man, like Bowser like Jr. Could be good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't matter. No, no, <laughs> no, no. None, of, none of this play. matters. It's going to come out and no one's going to care. Yeah. <laughs> Just like how it's been the last couple of months. Extremely Okay Games is coming out with Earthblade in 2024. Oh, yeah. Those are the creators of Celeste. Logan, this looks a little bit different. It looks a little bit slower than Celeste. Uh, but mm-hmm. what, did, what did you see from this as a huge Celeste fan? Looked really cool. The it's the music's by the same composer. It's the same game designers. I'm sure it's going to be really great. But yeah, they're going. I think they said 
after Celeste came out that the next thing they wanted to make would be more kind of exploration focused, maybe like a Metroidvania. So I think this is going to be a lot less linear than Celeste is, which is just very difficult platforming levels and more open exploration. Looks really cool. Uh, you could definitely tell looking at it that it was the same creators. Like it had that same art style, that same vibe. You could see some of the similar platforming challenges throughout the 2024 date wasn't surprising, but still hurt a little bit because that feels really far Long away. away. <laughs> yeah, but cool to see it here. And yeah, how that's how I the, felt about... How do you feel about the change in styles, though? Because I think knowing you, the the style of game that Celeste is where it is kind of these rooms as part of this linear hallway yeah. forward kind of lends itself better to the brutal nature of it because you don't have to go back a long ways if you die where I, I don't know if they're going for the exact same level of, of difficulty with this one, but if it's, if it's in that ballpark, do you think that's going to be kind of an issue if they try and open it up a little bit more for, for exploration? Yeah, I feel like it won't be as difficult is, is kind of, even just from the areas we saw, it didn't look like there was many like instant death spikes and things like that. So yeah, I don't think I'll like this as much as Celeste just because it's, that's really tailored to the type of game I like, but I think it could be really good. I do enjoy a Metroidvania if it's good, if I think it's good, like Metroid Dread, I really loved. Um, so yeah, I, I like a Metroidvania if there's good movement involved. Celeste has great movement. So yeah, I think this game looks really cool. And then last one that we're going to be talking about, Bayonetta Origins. This is a, <laughs> this is a so bizarre weird. one. This is coming yeah. out next year. And so this is a Bayonetta prequel spinoff with a storybook art style. Like top-down action adventure? It's weird. $59. <laughs> $59.99. Yeah, I don't, know, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, if, if Bayonetta, the name wasn't there, you could have fooled me that this was like... It, <clears throat> like an indie brawler or something, an indie exploration yeah. brawler in a storybook style. It, from what I saw, it did not feel like Bayonetta or at least the first Bayonetta that we played, but no, that's what they're going for. I don't know. Another interesting thing I noticed here on the trailer is the splash screen at the end said Sega instead of Nintendo and Nintendo published Bayonetta three and the one and two ports on switch. Sega hasn't been involved with Bayonetta for a long time since the original so to see them publishing this instead of Nintendo, I thought was interesting. Um, Nintendo's not yeah. spending their time on this one. No, not on this one. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this game looks really, really random. Yeah, Cereza and the Lost Demon. Cereza is like the baby version of Bayonetta, basically. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, weird. We learned that in Bayonetta 1 story. We? Yeah, we did. I don't think I learned anything in there was Bayonetta chaos 1 emeralds story. in that game. Oh, really? Yeah. There were, basically, yeah. I, I don't remember any. I don't remember any of this. Yeah, rings. it was not. Uh, we did not like it. But yeah. I think this was a good Game Awards overall. I really do, Kev. I think that a lot of times with Keeley's events, it's like games you will never think about again, of which there were some of those in this, or cool stuff with no dates. But this had big, high-profile stuff with dates. We got Street Fighter's dates, Suicide Squad's dates, Star Wars dates, I'm pretty sure we got Cyberpunk's date and then big announcements like Hades 2, Death Stranding 2, like big stuff. Final Fantasy 16's date was new. So he got big dates for games that people care about and some cool teases of some other stuff. Like the Horizon DLC, we hadn't seen that before. So I thought this was one of the strongest game award showings in a really long time. Maybe that I can remember. Like there's a lot of good stuff here. Yeah. How did you feel about the runtime? 
Because sometimes with long. these events, it is, is always kind of bloated. Yep, it was too long. And he even said, it's going to be shorter this year, but it was long. It was like, because the pre-show starts at 4.30, but they do world premieres and awards in the pre-show. So, so it's like, why do you even call it that? To, yeah. And that started at 4.30, and then the show ended at 7.45. So it was three hours and 15 minutes. Three hours? I thought they were shooting for two and a half. Yeah. Were they not? Well, if you take out the pre-show, then it was 2.45, so they went 15 over. Uh, and Without Christopher Judge's speech was like five minutes longer than it should have been. So already there, you got <laughs> you got some of your overage. Man, Yeah, that is long. Also, shout out to Splatoon 3 for winning best multiplayer. It was like one of the only things it was up for, and it won it. It beat like Call of Duty and all these other things. I was happy with that because it should have been nominated for more than it was. Elden Ring game of the year. Yeah. Uh-huh. God of War was cleaning up all night. I was like, is it going to steal? Is it going to steal game of the year? And then Elden Ring swooped in and won best game direction and game of the year at the end. Not Xenoblade. Xenoblade gets <laughs> didn't Xenoblade didn't get anything, did it? Nope. It was only nominated for two. I think it was just RPG and game of the year, both of which went to Elden Ring. Not music. It wasn't I, nominated for music. It wasn't nominated for music? Nope. I'm pretty sure what? it was not. What was? <laughs> like Elden Ring and God of War. Like all the same stuff that's nominated for everything. Oh, God. Yeah. No, it was. Best oh, okay. Okay, it did not it win was it. It was Plague Tale, Elden Ring, God of War, uh, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade. And God okay. of War run that, won that. Yep. I mean, I knew Xenoblade wasn't going to win Game of the Year. There was no chance in that. No. I, I felt like it had a really good shot at music. That's uh, a little sad that it didn't win anything. But Yeah. Kirby won best family game. Which Ooh, is a Kirby. weird category. It's it's the Nintendo one. Yeah, it's it's just and Lego Star Wars. <laughs> and Lego games. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think it's weird. I think it's a weird name for the category because it's like, really? You think Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope is a family game? That's like XCOM. That's a real time that's a strategy yeah. game. Like, I don't think a three-year-old's going to like playing that. <laughs> would you change it to, would you get rid of that category or just swap games around to different categories? Would you, would you have a, like a platformers category? I don't think there's enough games for that. Or Yeah. I don't know. I just, I just think it's a weird category. Because even Splatoon, like Splatoon doesn't have multiplayer uh, locally. Like a family isn't going to gather around on their yeah. one Switch and play Splatoon. Splatoon I mean, I guess like, yeah. Family in the sense of best kid-friendly yeah family friendly wanna... yeah yeah like e for everyone <laughs> yeah yeah the e for everyone category. basically the nintendo category but yeah. i just feel like the existence of that category then snubs those games from appearing elsewhere yeah like, i don't know i really I really mean, believe it, it splatoon should have been a game of the year too. candidate uh, it happens with movies with uh, with best animated feature and yeah. it's almost like they just kind of throw that a bone as if the best animated feature couldn't also be the best movie of the year. I feel like yeah. it's the same thing, the same thing here. They're like, oh yeah, it's best family game. Couldn't be best game of the year. It could be game yeah. of the year. There's no way of that happening. Yeah. No, but for family yeah. game, sure. Why not? Like I think Throw Super Mario Odyssey won best family game. And I'm like, okay, sure. It didn't win game of the year, but it was nominated in, in Zelda one. But yeah, weird. I don't get that category. Yeah. That is the game of the year, a game of the year and game of the year award show for 2022. Now, of course, that's not the true, the true uh, one crowning of the best game of the year. That'll be in uh, a very soon uh, with the annual Odie's awards. So Heck yeah, look forward to that. So, I mean, this was the three hour pre-show to, to <laughs> the true, the Odie's <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. 
it's weird though. I was thinking about this, Kevin, and I'm like, I'm trying to put together my top five for the year, and it's like three games come out this month that realistically would have a shot at cracking into that top five, and it's just like, what is the deal with December, man? Like, I'm not going to have time to play Dragon Quest, Final Fantasy, and Sports Story before the ODs. Well, it's even more frustrating with Sports Story because we don't know when it's coming out this month. At the very least, yeah. if we knew, then we could know, like, oh, we're going to have no chance to play this before we before we rank them. But we could. It could be out tomorrow. Yep. It, it could just be here. Yep. Every day. Oh. I, I was hoping for it to, to make some sort of appearance there at the Game Awards. It was not there. I hope it's out Sad. tomorrow. So I'm taking the day off tomorrow, and I would love if that just <laughs> popped up on the eShop tomorrow Happy morning. Friday, everybody. Sports Story is out. <laughs> Lose my mind. That would be so awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, Odie's. Look forward to that. The true the true game of the year will be crowned. The true Odie Award winner will be. And it will not crowned. be Horizon. <laughs> no. It'll be the DLC. That'll, 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 be, the, that'll be the winner. Won't, it also won't be this, God of War. So. No, neither of us played it. I'm just going to make a prediction that I think next year could be the best gaming year of my life. I really do. In terms yeah. of new releases. Because I don't think 2017 will ever be topped in terms of new that, and that old kind releases. Of comes all together, and that's a new console too. Yeah, but that's also when I got the PS4 and played Uncharted and Last of Us yeah, for the first yeah. time. Like That year won't be topped, but in terms of new games I'm looking at next year, it's like, whew like Star Wars and and Final Fantasy VII Rebirth and Zelda and Fire Emblem looks awesome and a ton of other things I'm interested in. It's like, man, it could be a big one. Should be a good year. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. I'm just counting down the days to Asian coming out in February. Oh, oh yeah, February. Super man. hyped. And that's going that's to crazy. be here before I know it. I'm going to be yeah. playing Sports Story and then boom, it's going to be out. Xenoblade, yep. oh God. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I know I'm buying the, I'm, the hour mark. I'm getting really excited for Fire Emblem, and it's like that is a month away. That is a one month and like ten days away. Yeah, which is crazy. Why don't we get into talking about some games that are already out? Uh, one with new content: Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass Wave Three is out. We've got the eight new tracks alongside some interesting free update content as well. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the the actual tracks, let's get into the get into the free update uh, that any owner of, of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe uh, could download and get. So first, they finally give us the ability to choose the items that we want to race with. It's not just previously, oh, frantic items, normal items are off. Now you can decide, I want these specific items. I only want blue shells. I want to die. Uh, <laughs> it, it. I haven't gotten a chance to, to get together with a group of friends and try it out, but it seems like it, can, it could just be absolute mayhem. Or just even some like interesting style of races, like oh shells only race or something like that. I am surprised that it took this long to get here, but I'm glad that it got in before support for deluxe ended. Yeah, and another cool thing you can do is if you're playing a team race, the red team versus blue team, you can set which items each team has. So it's like okay, red team has like boomerangs, and, and blue team has fire flower. Let's That's see cool. who wins. Yeah. That's super cool. I think Kev. This was on my wish list for what I want in the next Mario Kart back when we did this. Because I've been asking for this a, a while ago. I don't remember when. But uh, I wanted, I've wanted this for years and years and years. Uh, because it's like Smash Brothers where you can toggle off every individual item. It just made so much sense for Mario Kart. I'm really glad it's finally here. 
I think a difference though with Smash Brothers is like, oh, turn off the ones you hate. Oh, let's just do a Pokemon battle. Where in Mario Kart, it's like, okay, how severely can we break the game? Yeah. Which is all the blue shells. I saw one with bombs where the guy was driving and just like eight bombs showed up in front of him all at once. <laughs> I did a race where I've, I've only messed around with it for a little bit, but I did a race. I did 200 CC baby park bullet bills only. And we oh were just, my God, was that race was, over in just like two seconds? It, it was pretty insane. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. But see, uh, that's, that's yeah. the fun of it. It doesn't need to make sense. I, I think yeah. this is just there to have fun with a, with a group of people. And I'm just glad that they decided to to put that in there. Like it, it, and, it doesn't make the most sense, but you can just have so much fun with different builds and different styles of races. And something I found with Mario Kart is coming back to the new tracks doesn't keep people around for that long. It's like, oh, those are fun. And then you put it back down. But this is something where it's like new tracks. It's just like, it, it's, it's still Mario Kart, right? It's still Mario Kart racing. But when you get this item options, it's like you can really do things you've never done in the last eight years of this game being on the market and it can really give you some more hours out of this thing like oh let's do a let's do a race with blue shells only and then it's like a fight to see who doesn't get in first (laughs) until the very end where you squeak by like just funny stuff like that that i think will really like freshen up the game where it's like yeah you do your serious races like okay let's have some fun let's mess around and and see what we can do and that's something i'm really looking forward to and also like, I hope that this means maybe they're working on some other things, too, that can go in this. Like, maybe some new characters or something like that would just be a game changer. Because we still got more waves to go after this. Yep. Another interesting change, the lightning doesn't cancel your glider anymore, which is... I don't like it. Crazy. I don't like it because this is just a huge change. It used to be a strategy in online play. If you're, I play a lot of online Mario Kart. If you're in the back, you wait until people are over the jumps on these things and then you zap them. So then you can make up ground. It's a huge advantage. But this, if you're in the air with the glider, it's an advantage when you get struck by lightning. Cause when you're on the ground and you get struck, you come to a complete halt and then you have to get your acceleration back up. But when you're struck by lightning now with the glider, you get small, but your acceleration doesn't slow at all. So it's like to the, to the ground. Yeah, so I don't really like it. I don't like that the could change. Be it. I that don't could have been interesting it. if they slowed you down as well, so you couldn't make it over the over the gap anymore because you didn't yeah. have enough speed because you're small. But yeah. if, if the speed stays the same until you hit the ground, then yeah, that that completely turns it com- opposite from what it was before, where it's a death sentence if you're going over a over a jump and then the the lightning strikes. But here it's like, oh okay. So it's like, why did they make this change now? Gosh, this yeah, game this, came out eight yeah, and a weird. half years ago. It's yeah. so weird to me. The interesting little changes. You had that. You have changes to the time of invincibility based on certain builds of, of carts. Yep. Like, just why? <laughs> yeah. Why are we doing that now? It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So some, some cool additions, some not as cool additions, but let's get into the actual cups and tracks you have the rock cup and the moon cup in the rock cup we've got london loop from tour boo lake from uh, gba rock rock mountain from 3ds and uh, maple treeway from Wii. and then for the moon cup you've got berlin byways from tour peach gardens from ds mary mountain and 3ds rainbow road the mary mountains from tour even if they don't label it like that i'm not letting them get away with it it's from <laughs> tour i don't know why they do that with one track per wave they gotta throw you off 
This is yeah. a tour. This isn't you're not globe trotting in this track. You're going to meet Santa Claus. That's not yeah. mm-hmm. that's not in Mario Kart Tour. I think from from these sets of tracks, one, love Maple Treeway. It was great yes. to go back and play Maple Treeway again. Two, uh, I kind of forget that Mario Kart 3DS exists because I kind of had more fun with Rock Rock Mountain than I thought I was going to. That was a fun track for me. Good track. And then yeah. Rainbow Road 3DS uh, blew me away. I think it was great. Yes. I love that's probably my favorite Rainbow Road. I love the music on it too. It's my favorite arrangement of the Rainbow Road theme. And I've always been a Rock Rock Mountain fan. It's kind of the in in seven, it's like the first main track that focuses on hang gliding, which is a new mechanic in that game. And I think it's fun how much time you spend on the glider. Yeah, I love Mario Kart 7. I think that's a kind of an underrated Mario Kart because it sold well. Like it's one of the best selling games on 3DS, but just because the 3DS didn't sell as well as the Switch or the Wii or the DS, I think people remember Mario Kart Wii, Mario Kart DS, and Mario Kart 8 more than Mario Kart yeah. 7, which has some amazing tracks, like really, really good tracks in that game. Well, I think with with some of the new things that 7 brought to the table, specifically with the hang glider, I think it was just kind of perfected and put all together into one package in, in Mario Kart 8. So I feel like it's a little bit easier to kind of forget about Mario Kart 7 a little bit, especially yeah. when uh, Mario Kart 8 came to, to Wii U relatively soon after or around the same time yeah it was soon after it was uh it was like it was like two and a half years after yeah yeah but considering that we haven't had a new mario kart no, since then, uh, mario kart 8 has had a lot more yeah. time to stew <laughs> yeah but yeah, yeah i had i had a lot of fun with uh with these tracks uh the tour tracks i enjoyed them well enough it's it's interesting doing these races and then getting used to how the track changes as you're going between the laps. And then I swap to the different tracks and I'm trying to be like, all right, how's it going to change? And then it doesn't. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I that forget was... that peach gardens swapped or is that new? That's new. They, that's, that's new, new okay. in this version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't the third lap flips yeah. you around the, the tour tracks. It worked for me in some of the earlier waves. Like Tokyo is Tokyo blur is, <clears throat> Excuse me. Tokyo Blur is really easy to kind of figure out the three different laps that you go on throughout the the race. But Berlin Byways and London Loop, the mini map is like just a freaking disaster of pathways. <laughs> I have no idea what lap is what yet. Maybe I will over time, but it's pretty jumbled. But I think it's fun. I think it's a it, it's a fun shakeup for the series. I think it's nice to have the feeling of going through these races and not knowing the tracks. Yeah. And I like Mary Mountain too. I like yeah, that Mary one. Mountain I like the fun. elevation in that one, how high you drive up. And then it's like a ski lift almost. You drive all the way up to the top and then shoot down the snowy hill. It's a cool Opposite, one. Opposite or a different path that you can take. You can either go up the, the snow part or you can take the, the railroad tracks on the side. Yep. Yeah, it was fun. It's always a fun experience doing these new tracks, having no idea what's going to happen. And then you get uh, splooged with the ink. <laughs> it's like, I have yeah. no idea where I'm going. What am I going to do? Yeah. Like, I don't know these tracks at all. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this was a really strong wave. Uh, one of the tops, to be honest. I mean, it also helps that we got a bunch of other new features alongside it as well to kind of make it that much more memorable. But man, I don't, I don't think there was really like a stinker in here. Like, Boo Lake is simple, mm-hmm. but I also think it is miles better and way more interesting than Toad Circuit was or anything like that. Like there's there's something to do on there. There's there's some little things to make it interesting, you know, going underwater and just have 
possibly falling off the track at all these different points. Like there's something going on there. Yeah. I thought that everything in this was either fine or really good. Yeah. I kind of think the three waves are all pretty equal to me. And I think it's intentional. Like we talked about this, I think after wave, wave two, that it basically had the same layout as wave one and wave three has since followed that pattern again, where it's like, okay, you have two city tracks from tour and then you have the, the tour track that they're pretending is not from tour <laughs> is a new, whole new track. And then you have like a mix of like GBA and DS ones, like some of the more simple ones. And then you have like the one people wanted to come back, which is uh, like Maple Treeway, Waluigi Pinball, Coconut Mall, right? Like the highly requested returners. And it's like, so for me, like, yeah, the each way is pretty equal. But now that we're halfway through this thing, I look at it as a whole. And I'm like, some of my favorite tracks in the game have now come from this first half of the DLC. I adore Ninja Hideaway. I think that track is phenomenal. I love 3DS Rainbow Road. I love Waluigi Pinball. Having Coconut Mall and Maple Treeway back is great. Like those five courses, I'm like, yeah, that is that is worth the the price of admission to this booster course pass alone. And we're only halfway done, so yeah, it's been really good. Yeah, and it's and it's fun to hop back in. Gives me an excuse because I I don't play Mario Kart Eight super often. If I'm with a group of friends, I'll I'll yeah. break it out. And we'll have some fun, but. When I'm by myself, I don't really play it all that often. So it's always nice to have an excuse to hop back in, play the new tracks, and then look forward to when I do have a chance to play with friends to, to drive some of these new tracks and, and have fun. Yeah. One year from now, we'll be done with this, and then we'll see. Have you uh, have you gotten sick of the same Yoshis and Toads on the side of the tracks again? <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. It's fine. It's like 45 cents a track or something like that. Yeah. It's whatever. <laughs> I just find it funny that they keep on slapping them in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's more going on in these tracks than there was in the first wave. Like Toad Circuit is just drab. Yeah. Swim Ridge is drab. I like that course, but the the, the visuals aren't great. But yeah. there's there's more going on here. Yeah. They look better. Yeah. I think I I think this is a really solid group of tracks. Yeah. I'll, I'll stand by. I think compared to the other ones, this, I think the overall quality of all of them put together is the strongest to me where I don't think there's yeah. any that I'm looking at that. I'm like, man, that one was not good. <laughs> there, there's yeah. a weak link here. It's like, Oh yeah, it's all good. Yeah. And hopefully that bodes well for the rest of, uh, of the tracks that they come out with. Cause we still got a lot to go. Yes, we do. I also love sky garden from, I think the first wave. I love that track. That one really grew on me over time. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's it's a great DLC. It's a lot of fun to have new tracks in Mario Kart after so long. I'm so glad they didn't just leave Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and then roll along with whatever's going to be coming out for the Switch's successor. I'm glad that they're giving us more content for it because yep. it reminds me of how much fun Mario Kart is Yep, with these new tracks. Some other news to go through. We've got Xbox. So Sony is has been out here charging $70 for their games for a little while now. And Xbox is finally going to be following suit. This is going to be starting next year. They're going to be raising first-party titles to 70 bucks. So if you're looking at Starfield or if you're looking at Redfall or any of these, uh, any of these upcoming Microsoft exclusives and you're not playing them on Game Pass, 70 bucks which I think makes Game Pass more desirable. Until that price goes up, which is probably going to happen next year. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it was inevitable. Uh, now I'm just hoping Nintendo doesn't do the same because that's the most games that I buy are from there. And I was thinking that about that rough. too, but not only for that, but with Xbox and Sony, the, the prices are going to go down at a certain point. 
and Xbox also has Game Pass, which helps out significantly. Yeah, man, with Nintendo, they already are incredibly stingy with their prices. I mean, we're years beyond some of their titles coming out, and they're you're still looking at forty two dollars or forty one dollars on Black Friday, which is absolutely insane to me. So if, yeah. if we're looking at in two years a world where the black friday deal is 50 dollars, and that's the lowest that they're going to be going for it i'm already turned off from buying certain games because i they're like five or six years old and i just don't i'm not that interested to to give it a try at like 40 45 bucks or whatever if they're 10 bucks more i don't know yep yeah, but uh, this is fine because I, I really think that most people playing these are going to be Game Pass subscribers. Um, yeah, it was it was kind of inevitable. And $70, it's a lot, but I think it's fair. Yeah, <coughs> I, I think it, it helps me. for Microsoft that you do have the option to get it on Game Pass. Because with Sony, yeah. if, if for $70, it's just, well, I'm going to be waiting. Sorry, I'm not paying $70 for this. Whereas if you're subscribed to Game Pass, it doesn't really matter, at least... Not now, because the price hasn't gone up. And hopefully, yeah. if it does, you'll be able to kind of lock in a deal for at least a little while. Yeah. Um, but I think it is a different situation than it is with Sony, where it's just, if you're not paying $70, you're just not playing it on on launch. Whereas here, you have another option. Or just pick up Game Pass for a month, if there's something right. coming out that month yeah. you want to play. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice that there's workarounds here. Speaking of Microsoft, there's a couple of different things going on. So earlier, they committed to 10 years of Call of Duty on Nintendo if the yep. deal for Activision Blizzard goes through. And then we just got word recently that the FTC is going to be suing uh, the the proposed deal between Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. That doesn't mean that the deal isn't going to go through, but it seems like this uh, this fight that Microsoft and Sony have uh, have been going through over the last year is going to continue forward but first yep. on uh the call of duty front interesting to go to nintendo and be like hey we're gonna be giving you call of duty for 10 years we haven't really given you call of duty in 10 years but we'll since back, ghosts on wii u yeah was the last one yeah the timing of this was just microsoft saying hey we're not a monopoly we're gonna keep yep. this everywhere um yeah I, I don't know what it means for nintendo platforms though is it like just Warzone, or is it like original games for switch or are they going to make a port for switch or is this only going to take effect when a more powerful switch hardware comes out like it could mean anything like i, I have no yeah. idea what to make of that 10-year commitment deal. is all we know is 10 years yeah. some form of cod will be on there in some way shape or form i guess yeah but yeah they were totally saying this just as like hey yeah push this deal through and ftc wasn't having it uh we are we do know xbox is preparing to fight it so yeah, this could be a long legal battle before we find out if this deal goes through. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on it because on the one hand, I I think that Activision Blizzard needs to be under completely new ownership. Like that, the the executive level of that company is absolutely rotten. And I think on that level, Microsoft could do a whole lot of good to to improve just the standing of that company and how they treat their employees and yeah. unions and everything like that. But on the other hand, I do very much see where the FTC is coming from. You've already got Microsoft buying Bethesda, one of the big third-party studios, and then going to buy Activision Blizzard. That is a huge chunk of the third-party library that, yes, they say, oh, 10 years, we're going to 
enter into a, an agreement 10 years on switch 10 years on playstation but that does that leaves xbox wide open in 10 years time to just rip that right away because once the deal goes through what are you gonna do right yeah they could do whatever they want so i see a lot of good there but i can also definitely see the side where yeah this when when xbox comes out and says oh yes this is going to improve competition i call massive bs on that i have there is no way that you can call that improving yeah. competition because you are just taking the competition and absorbing it into yourself yeah. so yeah. yeah i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know which way it's gonna go i could see it going either way at this point for sure yeah but we're gonna have to keep on waiting and with i mean with um with these court appearances and these legal battles in the past we've gotten some interesting insights into certain companies so i wonder if we're going to be seeing some interesting little yeah. tidbits as we go through uh, this legal fight between microsoft and, and the ftc yeah and then last a uh, little bit of news monster hunter rise it was previously only on switch then it came to pc and now it's coming to other consoles no uh, cross saves or cross play, unfortunately. Devastating. But it is coming to Game Pass, so I have to ask: Are you going to give it a shot if you have Game Pass to see how it runs on Xbox? Uh, maybe they didn't release the Series S specs for it. Uh, they just said that on Series X and PS5, it runs at 4K 60. If it runs at 60 FPS on Series S, yeah, I'll probably try it out. But it's just a shame because Zach and I would both be willing to buy this again on PS5 if we could bring our save over. And then another weird part of this, well, for one, there's no physical release on these platforms, which is kind of lame for Monster Hunter fans who don't have a Switch and want to own this game. And then two, Sunbreak isn't coming out until spring of next year on these other platforms, and which is super bizarre because once the expansion kind of comes out, Capcom really pushes that as the way to buy the game. Like you buy the bundle pack of the two you get a bunch of stuff to help you progress through the, the base game faster to get to the sunbreak content but now it's like no you're just gonna have rise for three months and then sunbreak but you're gonna have to buy additionally and you can't bring anything over it's just like there's a bunch of weird weird parts of this announcement that it's like god who's this for i i guess it's really only for people who have never played rise it, that, that's who it aren't playing on switch yeah. and pc i guess yep is is about it a pc did that already not have cross support either it didn't so, yeah it didn't yeah. earlier this year which was a shame but yeah i'd love to move this game to ps5 but where you can't even begin to con can even consider it with a game like monster hunter that's yeah, 170 hours deep right now yeah it, it's not like you can just like hop over and start anew and it's all fine you could do that but yeah, you dedicate so much time to games like Monster Hunter that without that, having to do all of that again, especially if if the best part of the game isn't there on launch, <laughs> like you have yeah. to go through the base game first before you get to rise in several months. Like, yeah, for no thanks for returning players, especially until uh, Sunbreak comes out. I have no idea why they would. Um, yeah. Why they would double dip unless they have a lot of extra time on their hands. But I do know there's a sect of people that just are still playing world because I'm in these Facebook groups for monster hunter world back when Zach and I were trying to figure out how to play this game. And people in that group are like, I'm not playing rise unless it comes to PlayStation. So there are those people that are probably very happy about this that are yeah. still playing world here four years later and are now going to hop over to that. I guess there is an audience. Just yeah. unfortunate that you're not great. part of it. It looks great. The trailer looks so good. 
yeah, it's already a nice looking Switch game, but it looks really nice on the on the footage we're seeing for next gen consoles. Hmm. Oh well. Yeah. Well, disappointing on that. Yeah, Just we're gonna play Wild Hearts a month World later. Two. Oh yeah. That that showed yeah. up at the game awards, didn't it? Looked cool, yeah. It looked yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it for news. We want to get into a quick what we've been playing before we wrap up. I've just been playing Xenoblade and not even that much. So I have, uh, and Mario Kart, I guess, but we already talked about that. So I have nothing really new to report on my end. What have you been up to, Logan? Some Pokemon. Nothing really new to say that we didn't talk about last time. Uh, Mario Kart, Fall Guys new season, which is is pretty good. And then uh, Splatoon 3. I'm excited about their big run event this weekend. Uh, which is the salmon run, but taking over the normal stages, which is a, a pretty cool thing. That's totally new to Splatoon three. Okay, that starts uh, tomorrow afternoon. So I'll be talking about that on next week's show. That's fun. But, give, yeah, give, it's a cool idea. Give salmon run just more maps. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like a weekend if... thing, like the Splatfest. Uh, you earn special rewards for doing it that weekend, and yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool. I wonder if by the end of the weekend, you're just going to be wanting it to be a permanent change <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that you can just have more yeah. maps to choose from. Cause how many, how many base maps are there for, uh, for salmon run? I think there's five. Three. They just added one uh, okay. for season two, which started. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all right. It's decent. And they change so much with the water level raising and lowering. Also, it's kind of like each map has like three different variations, which keeps okay. it fresh yeah. too. And then, yeah, I never find myself needing more maps than salmon run, but you're going to be getting them. Yeah, it's cool. Splatoon is so great. Have you still not played the Tetris mode? I have not. I have not touched the card game. I have not (laughs) even looked at it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to still, but I just haven't even thought about it. See how long that continues. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And then that game is probably going to get a story DLC next year with more stuff. I got to finish the story. Man. It's It's packed. (laughs) There's no time for anything. Yeah. I'm trying to get through Xenoblade. I really want to kind of drop it and go play the kaito dlc oh, and then yeah. if i do mm-hmm. that and then sports story just comes out then i gotta drop that and go to sports story so i kind of i'm kind of feeling like i just have to bide my time like i'm just going to play yeah. xenoblade uh three until sports story comes out and then when that comes out hop right over to that and then maybe go back to the kaito dlc after that i don't know i wish i just i, I wish i knew when the release date was it'd make my life so much easier yeah it would Let's see if they've tweeted tonight. There, what time is it over there in Australia right now? It's it's working um, hours, I think. They're an hour. They're around an hour of me. So, either four four o'clock or six o'clock. When we're recording. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, they didn't even tweet when the new trailer dropped. They just retweeted Nintendo's tweet. So, <laughs> <laughs> they are not fans of social media over there. Yeah. yeah, there's nothing. I'm hoping it just pops up tomorrow. That would be awesome. Make my day. Yep. Make my Saturday. Any other final yeah. thoughts before we wrap up? That's going to do it for us on this week's episode. I'm having a Pokemon marathon this weekend. So I'll probably the games have or the show. The the game. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to plow through the game this weekend and probably have, it have done left? by next week. Um, I have like four more objectives and then whatever the kind of like rush to the end is. Okay. Uh, which I think is a few hours from what I've heard. So yeah, I think I should be done with it by next week. Still hideously overleveled. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, get to the yeah. elite four and just kind of step on them. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. This is yeah. going to be a brilliant diamond shining pearl situation. Uh, no, where you actually had the... level spikes. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think so. 
<laughs> it's a fine game. Arceus is just so much better. Yeah. Zach finished Pokemon and liked it. He did. Lot. Yeah. He said the ending mm-hmm. was the ending section was very good. So. Yeah, I've heard that too. I've heard that from a lot of people that the ending is actually really cool. So hear we'll about see. those thoughts next week. Yeah. But that's going to do it for us on this week's episode of Ode to Games. We're here on Thursdays or Fridays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, other podcast streaming services that you may use at YouTube. At Ode to Games has the video version of the podcast every week, so you can check that out there as well. We're on Twitter at Ode to Games. You can send an email to odegamescast at gmail.com. For Logan, I'm Kevin. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week.